0: Hi, healers. It's Allison here. So I want to tell you a little bit more about how Taylor and I got started with our podcast and the platform we've been using, which is Anchor, has been so user friendly and so amazing. I just want to tell anyone else out there that is thinking about starting a podcast, Anchor is the way to go. First of all, it's completely free. So hello. Hello. Second of all, there's so many creation tools that allow you to record and edit edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It's crazy. I'm recording this right from my phone, and it literally just looks like the record button on your videos or your Instagram. So it really is such a user-friendly platform, and the coolest thing is is you can add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, too – And the possibilities are seriously endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never even seen before. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And like I said, it's so user-friendly. I recommend Anchor. Go to anchor.fm to get started or the Anchor app. See you later, healers.
1: Hi, I'm Allison. And I'm Taylor. And together, we're the Anxiety Chicks. Each week, we will dive deep into a different topic about anxiety and the real life experiences we all go through.
2: While giving you all the top tools and tips you need for your journey to recovery.
1: Our degrees may say therapist and dietitian, but together we are just real chicks on our own healing journeys too. Join us as we take you from panic to power and reduce
2: the stigma of mental health. Remember, you're never alone and we're all in this together. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Anxiety Chicks podcast. I'm Allison Sepinera,
1: And I'm Taylor. <laughs>
0: that was like a delay.
1: Oh, it like that was so weird. There was a what delay. Happened? Did you have that too? No. I have no idea. I wonder what they heard. I was just
2: like <laughs> they're probably in their car or walking or wherever they are saying hello cuz it's so funny like even 3 <laughs> seconds of on the radio or on a podcast that's like dead air, it seems like an hour. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. You're like, "Did they
2: You check your phone. You're like, "Is it you're paused? Like, I, is Taylor there?" Um Anyway, welcome back, everybody. Um welcome back to season three, episode two. We told you that we are gonna be on top of everything um for season three and coming out with um you know pretty consistent podcasts weekly. Um, with the both of us, and um, have some guests coming up. We're so excited. We have some guests coming up that you guys might have actually like heard about that are pretty big on TikTok and Instagram. Other healers, therapists that are awesome. So stay tuned for that. We'll be, you know, announcing some things down the road. Um, but we hope you enjoyed um, the episode from last week. I really appreciate all the feedback I've been getting about you know me being open about my grieving process with my breakup and also with my dad. Passing away and um, just getting so many loving messages, and so much, so many people who actually, you know, have been through um, the dark depths of grief and how they're moving through it, and how, you know, just acknowledging that, you know, it's always kind of, kind of be there, but it does get lighter over time and you know having the support from you guys has been so wonderful. So thank you guys so much. And if you haven't listened to that episode yet um and you're interested, I just, you know, shared an update on the last couple months of my life as far as my heart br- heartbreak goes and um and my dad. And so it was very therapeutic for me to do and also hard at the same time, but I am um you know, I'm moving on and this is all about being real. And so um yeah, that's kind of where I'm at and I'm doing better every day. So thank you, everybody. And thank you, Taylor, for being so patient <laughs> too. And and I'm excited today too because we're giving Taylor um, the floor a little bit because she's also been through it and there's been a lot going on with her and a lot of you have been asking for an update on on how she's been doing and and everything going on in her life. So I'm excited to To talk to you and to hear like how things have been going. So why don't we just like get into it? How are you?
1: Yeah. I mean, I felt like my stuff was so small when I was texting you. I mean, and and I know we shouldn't think like that at all, but it was just like, I couldn't believe you were going through what you were going through. And then like, I would say, the stuff that for me it was just like a continual what the heck like that's the best way to describe it like i said you and i we took our headphones off right what was that when was our last podcast it was like mid july you know?
2: or something or maybe even like early july
1: okay we like took them off and then around that time was my brother stuff right like i was yes. still yes cuz the last yeah. episode was
2: you and your brother actually your brother came on and that
1: oh yeah right Right, yeah. right. Okay. So since then, he has gotten a lot better. So happy for him. Oh, good. <laughs> He's actually so fortunate. Like, he, it, it's kind of funny. Like, this was like at first, like all about like his worries, right? After he had COVID. And then it somehow turned into like, I have an issue. <laughs> like, something's oh, wrong no. with me. Um, yeah. Like, he had like a halter. And I don't know if you've heard of what a Holter like a halter, what's no, a heart, they give you like a heart, it's like a heart holter monitor. So, like, you go usually when you go to your heart doctor and they like suspect anything, they start off with like an EKG, and then you'll get sent home with a monitor, okay. which is like a holter monitor that you wear anyways his came back with like absolutely nothing wrong of course oh my gosh right? <laughs> of course it, not even not even one pvc i'm like i actually hate you thank you and so i don't know if anyone remembers but i definitely recommend going and watching some of the older podcasts when we talked about things but that one cardiologist who just like scared the mm-hmm. crap out of me and was just like remember was like oh you're like passing that passing out episode and like with your brother's gene that he has then uh that could have been your first and last symptom and just said some wild stuff right. to me and was like I highly recommend you see an EP and you you can schedule with me when you leave and I was like heck no am I about to schedule with you. You are terrifying and I feel like you're just gonna tell me I'm dying yeah. tomorrow. So I left that and I spoke with my cardiologist because I was like, okay, I'm going to come at this with like not an irrational head, but a rational head. And so I spoke with my cardiologist who I really trust. And I was like, okay, this guy's being crazy, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, he's known to scare people. Come on. She said that. She was like, I know. And so I was like, okay, that makes sense. And so she sends me to this other EP I show up, which an EP is like one step higher, not one step higher, but like a specialty of cardiology. So like they EPs are totally electrical. So your electrical, your your natural pacemaker. So like your uh your heartbeat and stuff like the electrical rhythm of your uh like uh, like if people have an arrhythmia or something like that, that's who EPs okay. See. So if you have a cardiologist, they kind of like cover everything. If they suspect an issue, you get sent to an EP. People, if your cardiologist did not send you to an EP, you do not need to be freaking out and say you need to see an EP. Because when I was like posting about all this, people were like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen an EP. And it's like, they didn't send you to one because you don't need to see one. And that's a good thing. Be grateful. Be happy. Like that, like right. I would love to have not heard I need to see an EP. Right, right. Okay. Um, so so I'm like, okay, let's cover our basis. So I see this EP and I show up and she's so validating to me. She's like, people pass out all the time. It's not always a heart issue. She was like, it just happened. Whereas the other cardiologist was like, people do drugs all the time and they don't pass out. It is oh not normal gosh. to pass out. And I'm just like, Dude, I can think of like five people who I know who've passed out before. Right. I mean, you know? it like, I mean, of course, it, it happens. There are so many different things, especially with females with hormones and dehydration. And did you eat enough that day and stress? There's just like so many things that can contribute to passing out. It doesn't mean like you're, it's sinister, like that guy was saying. And so she was like, let's cover So she did an EKG right when I like protocol, when you get to the office, she did an EKG, but I felt like so validated by her. Like I was like, oh my gosh, like, yay. And uh, so she puts this Holter monitor on me. She was like, it's just protocol. Like we're going to do it for two weeks. Like she was like, we have to do it for our system since we're a new, uh, I mean, since we're n- you're new to yeah. us. So I'm like, yeah, no big deal. Like, you know, this lady, like she said, I'm fine. Like I'm fine. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I do my Holter. Um, and then I, they email me my results before I'm to see them. So I get them on August like 2nd and my appointment isn't until, I'm sorry, was it August? Was this August? Yeah, this was August. August 2nd and my appointment wasn't until August 19th. And so I'm looking at them and I'm like, oh awesome like look I had so many less pvcs than last than like ever like that's awesome like I feel so proud of myself and then I see this thing and it's like second degree AV heart block and I'm like what oh, the no. actual hell like I'm like I am oh god I, I I'm like what's an AV block what like I've never been told this like I was like what the heck so I like messaged message there on staff nurse and I'm like what is this? Like, I've never heard of this. Like, what the heck? Like, why are they not calling me, telling me to come in sooner? Like the 19th, like it's a second. I have to wait till right. the 19th. Totally. Oh my God. Yes. The lady, the lady's like, oh uh, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss it in your appointment. It's nothing like emergent. Like you don't need to come in, uh, uh, have a great day. And I replied and I'm like, ma'am, I'm like, I am panicked. I have anxiety. Thank you very much. Like, what is this? Uh, <laughs> and so she was like, oh, it was just one beat in the night like we'll discuss it when we see you but like that one beat my heart went to 22 or 24 like that's oh, okay and so and, and just being told i had a heart block it's like what well is of course like, and you're just like reading you, it you look online yeah you look online and it's like you need a pacemaker you're just i'm just like i'm going in for surgery on the 19th like that's all that's going through my head right oh my gosh no and google sorry, and Google. googling water, but stop it I tried to refrain from googling, but like I was just like, "What is an AV block?" And um, so then, a- and I kind of refrained from panicking a lot before the nineteenth. I was, it was just kind of like in the back of my head, just like, like I didn't have like panic and obsession over it, but I was just like kind of down, like I was like more so like, "Are you kidding?" You know, it was just kind of like, oh, I felt so reassured, I felt so good, like I felt ca- like happy, and then. Uh, what is this yeah so I go on the 19th and uh she's she's kind like she's really kind but it was just they just kind of are like oh no big no big deal like it's like it's like it can happen like it's like no big deal and I'm just like ah this just feels weird like and so basically I told this lady I'm like listen I'm like since I've had anxiety you guys have told me I have pvcs pacs a pfo a heart block oh God, well, i don't like, even know
2: what any but, of those I, things I, I go, mean I go, like
1: no so I, t- I told this lady i go i'm one diagnosis away from losing my mind i like genuinely told her i was like this is getting ridiculous i'm like you tell me i have y'all tell me i have all these things but i'm fine like how does this that's make sense a good question
2: <laughs> seriously
1: because <gasps> oh, do you understand so what all those things based- are like when they they. Yeah, oh you yeah, do okay yeah. Yeah, I've had I've had PVCs and PACs my whole life. So basically, those are and a lot of people listening to this podcast who have been. Oh, hello. Hello. Oh, Here's thank you. Coffee. Hi. <laughs> Is that your husband? A lot, a lot. It. Yeah, it's his. Ho- it's his off day today. Oh, um, but sorry, a lot of I've people never, I've, who I've never seen him. Sorry. Anyway, so you guys at home?
2: Oh,
0: really? No, I've never actually. Oh, I've seen him in, in
2: like your your Instagram picture, but not like live. Yeah.
1: He just like bolted. (laughs) Oh, he's
2: cute.
1: Go on. So basically, oh, I forgot where I was. Oh, PVCs and PACs. For anyone listening, basically, if you've been to a cardiologist and you've had an EKG or a Holter before and you have felt your heart do some type of skipped beat or you have felt it flutter, you have had a PVC or PAC. They are Uh, very, very common. It's nothing to obsess and worry about. Um, it's just an annoying diagnosis that some people can't get rid of. They're like, how's this normal? Kind of like what I said, a PFO is basically I was born. Everybody's born with a hole in their heart in this, uh, it's in the, uh, side of the ventricle and one in four people's doesn't close. So when you take that first breath, I don't know if you heard the story about Haley Bieber.
2: Oh, uh, uh, no, wait, tell it, tell me. Cause I feel like maybe
1: she had, she had that kind of mini stroke. Yes, I did. So the PFO doesn't cause the stroke, but it can be a gateway for blood clot. So she had other reasons. Like she started birth control, flew to Paris in like two days and had COVID or something. And then, so she got a blood clot. So the PFO is a gateway for that blood clot for some people who have it. So it doesn't cause a stroke, but it can be a gateway. So you want to avoid getting a blood clot. So it's just like another annoying thing. Like they – they. so one in four people, about 25% of the population has a PFO that just didn't close when they were born. There's nothing you do about it. Like they're not going to – there's more risk to doing the surgery for no reason, right? Because I'll probably live my life and never have a stroke. Right, but is there a way
2: that people live with that and not know they have it? absolutely okay. uh, most people okay. so
1: these are incidental findings yeah that's what for i figured me. okay they don't cause symptoms it's just an incidental finding an annoying so finding crazy. that i found okay. out because of this yeah. stuff and so then the other thing is this av heart second degree av heart block whatever that is probably seen in a lot of people people don't just go get holter monitors do you know what i mean like this was just a whole bunch of like uh like st- just it's literally too much when you test and test and test you're going to find something like my cardio i love my cardiologist to death uh she said if i was offered a free full body scan of cancer like if i was offered i could go get my whole body scan for cancer she goes i wouldn't do it and she goes i wouldn't do it because there would be some something some incidental finding of something that is benign and it would be this whole big deal and she goes and the stress of it would be worse for my body than dealing with it. She was like, "This oh is sh- she was, this is shown in research after research after research." She was like, "We are advancing so much in technology, but back in the day, they they didn't yeah. ha- they weren't obsessing over all these things, and people weren't dying right, from these right. things. It's just like incidental findings that could be so harsh on your mental health more than really. anything, because you can live a full life, mm-hmm. right?" Especially with, like, genetics. Remember, like, if you listen to the episode with my brother, it's, like, he has this thing that may or may not ever cause an issue in his life and mo- most likely won't. You know what I mean? So, it's, like, like it's just something even to, know- like, obsess I was going to say, like, why, why even know? know about it?
2: Yeah. Like, I'd rather not even. If your
1: dad died when he was 20 or 30. That, right, you know, would like, want young.
2: You would want it, like.
1: You would want to know maybe, like, what's going on, your uncle, your yeah. aunt, like, this, like, whole, like, pattern. That's where you want to know things. If you have no family history, your parents lived to be, like, you know, 70, 60, 70, 80. Those are, like, they usually say, like, above 50. It's, like, there's not really things you need to, like, dig into. You know what I mean? Unless the person was, like, super unhealthy or whatever. But you don't really want to, like, start digging into things. uh, kind of like my mom, my mom's mom had breast cancer. But she got breast cancer when she was 60 something and they said this is an estrogen dominant breast cancer. For my mom to go and get BRCA gene tested and panic herself to death, get all that like that breast cancer gene testing, that would be so much more stressful on my mom than just like recognizing that you know, her mom wasn't forty or fifty. You know, like if your mom was like forty or fifty getting breast cancer, they they know how to handle that yeah. nowadays. Uh, but ah, uh, it's just sometimes, and that's where testing and just being so with health anxiety can be so bad because then you're creating this spiral of obsessing over things you don't even need to be obsessing about, and you can't let it go because there's some people who can't let those little incidental findings yeah. go. And my cardiologist actually told me a story about this lady who, she has a PFO, and they literally, by studies, they do not recommend you getting it closed. They, like, do not recommend it. Like, if you have no issues, they do not recommend it getting it close. This lady could not let oh, it go. Gosh. My cardiologist talked to her for almost two hours about, like, the, the, like talking about research right, studies, right. why she should like, on it. I have never had a cardiologist tell me to get it closed, and let me tell you, I've seen a couple at this yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, my mouth is so dry. I don't know why, but um, basically, uh, that lady went, and you can always find a doctor like that doctor who's really right, scared. who will say who will be
2: here. Extra, you can get this, and, go and
1: who will do? Yes, yes. Oh, we'll do that. Yeah. Um, but 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 it wasn't. You know, it's just so – so basically, like, her anxiety was the worst part of the issue. Right. Anyway, so I've i kind of let that go. You know, like, when – like, I had to – you have to learn, all of us. When a cardiologist – multiple cardiologists probably at this point for a lot of people have told you that you're okay Mm -hmm. and you can go home and there's no other studies or tests that you need to get done, that's huge. Like, that. that's a – That should be a weight off your shoulders. And um, I also feel like, especially when you've gotten that second Mm -hmm. opinion, you know, like I get, I get like, if you go to a cardiologist and they tell you, you have something and you don't feel right about them. And you're like, you know, I'm going to go see someone else do it. Get that second opinion. I am all about second opinions. But after that second opinion, you know, and you have, I kind of like, this is what I told my brother once. uh, You have two people who literally don't know Mm -hmm. each other at all saying the same exact thing. What, is that, what does that yeah. tell you? Like, it's not like they're sitting back on Zoom, like, hey, let's tell Ryan that uh, he's fine and it's a whole joke and he's actually yeah. not fine and he's going to die in right. weeks. But let's just like, let's make a joke right. out of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally. So, okay. uh, well, I'm so glad that you were okay. You have to tell yourself. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I took it as, you know, I took it as what... What more should I do? And I really sat back and thought about it. And I was like, this is a top, I found the top practice, right? Like, come, like it it doesn't, the way their face was, the way they acted about it, it just, I felt a peace. I really Mm -hmm. did. And so I'm kind of just taking that and I feel fine. I don't, I haven't had heart symptoms. Like, like I, like I told you, after COVID, I had tons of. PVCs. I really did. It it triggered it for about two to three months. I I don't think I felt perfectly fine. Um, and I've heard that from a lot of people, but it goes away. And I've also heard that from a lot of people. Mm. So I think some people had like a racing heart after COVID mm-hmm. for a while too. And then you get confused. You're like, is this anxiety or oh what? Gosh, yeah. And then it just gets better over time. So basically I was like, I'm putting that to bed. So I'll just go up to my follow-ups. And then they said, you know, if you pass out, we'll reevaluate things if you pass out again. And so I'm just like living my life. And you know what? If I pass out, I pass out. I haven't passed out in years. I'm not going to obsess and worry about it. So that's, that's pretty big of me to get to this point. But I think you have to get to a point where you're just like, I can't waste my life every single day fighting doctors when they're all saying the same thing you know what i mean and so yeah i'm sorry
2: no no i was just gonna say it's even like i think right now it's been so hard to even like find a doctor for certain things for some people so Mm -hmm. like even you know trying to get in with like a primary care doctor or like just find a doctor at least like
1: Oh my gosh. You are not kidding. I listen, Crazy. I've gone to my primary care doctor for maybe seven years, eight years now. I, I called her for, for an appointment. Uh, cause we were doing like follow-up blood work. I get my blood work done mm-hmm. regularly. <laughs> they were like, uh, yeah, we'll see you in October. I'm like, October. I know. I know. I'm like, I know I've referred a couple people to you guys, but what is going totally. on?
2: So like, weird.
1: That is crazy. Yeah, I'm like
2: I actually have been researching different doctors in the area cuz I want to change my primary and I'm like oh great now is like not the time cuz like so I've been no. trying to reach out and schedule appointments and trying to get people to like respond to me and I I just like oh my yeah. god and even my primary care it's like so it's crazy. I'm just like oh my god come I, on. Yeah. So I think there's like just so many people are overworked and whatever but Um, so, okay. So you're doing a little bit better. And so between like that appointment that you had, I guess, on August 19th, you went to that and Mm -hmm. like you Mm -hmm. were able to ask all the questions you wanted and all that stuff. And since Mm -hmm. then, how has it been? Like, how have you been? Has there been any other?
1: Like I said, I just, I feel fine. I mean, um... I think sometimes some of these things just put life into perspective, right? Like you're just like, okay, I've been told I'm okay. Somebody went to their heart, heart appointment today and they weren't told they were yeah. okay. Somebody on that elevator that I rode down with, because I was on an elevator with six people and I really looked around and I'm just like, some of these people don't look happy. Like some of these people look like they were just told something yeah. really not good. <laughs> I might have been younger by 40 years from these people, okay. but uh <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it was just like I should I took it as like gratitude in a sense. Like I said, like when you're told you're okay and you can go live your life, there's no limitations. Like I said, I was like full-blown ready for like this pacemaker. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, they're gonna like have to put a, a pacemaker in me. So when I left there and they're like, you can go live your life, I was just kind of like. I'm going to go live my life. Like I'm sick of these doctors telling me to go live Mm -hmm. my life and not living my life. So it was just like, okay. So I kind of just like closed that book and I was like, I'll do my follow-ups. I'm very good about going and doing my follow-ups, but right now I'm young and I'm going to live my life. Maybe later on in life, there might be something with this heart block thing, but I'm not going to worry about that. And I'm just going to live my life right now. Good. So that's what I'm choosing to do right now on that. But in the midst of all this then i've had this thing called on my like like upper back ish literally for eight years i'm not even kidding like it has been there never caused me pain nothing they said it was a, and i go get my yearly skin Mm -hmm. checks where they like look at all my moles they measure it every time they're like it's just a lipoma there's nothing we need to do about it i never wanted to get it taken out because one it never bothered me Two, they didn't really say I had to. It's just unnecessary surgery. Oh, it would be, strange. and I'm like, why would I do that? Wait, it, yeah, they have to. Do oh, surgery. it wouldn't be
2: like they could take it off when you're there.
1: They could, but it would still be a, a form of surgery. So you would end up with like a full yeah. stitch, a row of stitch, and they said it would be stitches to where I can't even bend my neck. Oh, interesting. Down.
2: Have you ever had like a mole removed or anything? Okay, yeah,
1: I was gonna say because yeah. usually and it was it's hell. Oh, really? I had one. I, okay, wait. Oh. There's a difference between having it removed and then tested and then a puncture. Have you had a puncture? Okay. I don't know. I've had I've so Okay, many so moles basically removed, so I don't know. Okay, so they they scrape the, yeah. the mole, which removes the like mm-hmm. covering. They send that off. If it comes back abnormal, then they do a punch. I think I have had that once. And the punch but, like long time ago. Yeah. You would know. Because it's it's where they have to like numb around the they stick needles in you everywhere. And then they puncture it out, so they have to go deep. They have to get the whole root out, okay. and then they stitch you okay. up. So I wow. had that uh, yeah. twice on on a weird part in the back of my leg, and it was oh. hell. Like, those stitches caused me – so that was years ago. So when they were, like, talking about the lipoma, and they were like, you don't have to have it removed. Like, it's no big right. deal. It's more, like, cosmetic. Right, right. And I was okay. like, I'm good. I was like, like, I – I this would have been – Yeah. Okay. It would have been, like, a, a – the way they have to open like it's not just where the lipoma is they said it would be like even farther because they have to make sure they get everything okay. out so they would be opening up and so i was just like this sounds yeah. like, i'm good you don't have to yeah it has never bothered me literally never no yeah. issue um and then like my husband gives me a hug and he's like you smell disgusting what not he didn't say it like <laughs> that but he oh was just God, like he mean. was like He was like, he was like, your hair smells gross or like, I I can't remember how he said it. I just said it so dramatically because I think I was like, I can't even believe he said like, I smell bad. Yeah. I I perceived it really bad, but like now I get it because I'll tell you in a second. But, uh, he was just like, oh my gosh, like you like what's that smell? Like he was like your hair. Like, I think you need to wash it. And I was just like, that's so weird. Like I was like, what? And then I was like smelling my hair and like my hair smelled good. I was just like, what the heck? Like he's crazy. And then something like I was like itching the back, like like my back or something. And then I was like, had my hand on my like face like this and I smelt something and I was like, what the hell? And then I was like, I looked in the mirror and where my lipoma was, was like, oh, no!" and I was like, what the oh, hell is no. going That's on? I was like, oh my God, scary. I have an infection. I was like, oh my gosh. So that day I book an appointment with a my dermatologist, like an emergency oh, appointment. Good. I get there. Um. The guy's like talking to me, and I could only see the PA, and I was just like, whatever, desperate. The guy comes in, he's like, "Uh, yeah, it's probably not a lipoma, and it's probably a sebaceous cyst." And I'm like, "You can have that for eight years? Like what? Like they've always told me it's a yeah. lipoma? Like I'm so confused. Like it, it moves around like a lipoma. It's hard like a lipoma. Uh, anyways, and they're like, no, uh, yeah, so you're gonna need to start this antibiotic for two weeks." After the two weeks, we're gonna do surgery, and then after the surgery, we're gonna do uh two more ra- two more weeks of the antibiotic. I left there oh, and I was gosh. just like, something doesn't feel right. I was like, I was like, it it doesn't hurt. So what I know about infections, infections are red, mm-hmm. pussy, mm-hmm. painful. This is not red, pussy, mm-hmm. or painful. It is a little bit inflamed, but why are we throwing a two-week antibiotic that's going to destroy my gut, destroy my mental health, and it's not good for us? And dermatologists, are they are seven times more likely to prescribe an antibiotic than any doctor. So I was just like, I was like, I'm not taking it. Like something in me was like, go get a second opinion. Like I was like, that is not – I was like two weeks of doxycycline, like that's a – strong antibiotic. Oh I was gosh. like I'm not taking that. And, and two weeks, like do you know what? Yeah. Like, I've worked so hard on healing my gut. Oh, gosh, like yeah. okay, if I have strep or strep or or I get a staph infection yeah. or something like that, give me all the antibiotics. I will I will have to go through the ringer, right? But I am not about to take no antibiotic for anything that isn't totally. Needed. I am very yes. big on that and I highly recommend all you guys be very very advocate very much so for yourself about if that antibiotic is yeah. necessary because while i was there he also wanted to do a steroid shot on it and i oh was just like gosh. dude you want to like throw all these See, things thank God you and i go do i ha-? so when i was there i was like i go do i have to get that shot and he goes oh no we don't have to do it it's more just like for like to like get it like to go down and it wasn't even like puffy yeah, or anything could So could put put like, like a band-aid on it i was like No, like literally could have just left it alone because our bodies want to heal themselves. Oh my gosh. So anyways, I leave that appointment and I look – because I had my mom go with me because I was like terrified. I was like, oh my God, this thing on my back is not a lipoma and it's been there for eight years. Like what the heck? And so I was like kind of panicked. And so my mom went with me and then when we left, I looked at my mom and I was like, I'm not feeling that antibiotic uh, script. And she was like, why? And I was like, something doesn't feel right. So I'm like trying to get into another dermatologist like the next day. And I actually, there's this dermatologist I've been wanting to like get, like transfer my practice mm-hmm. to because I've heard great things about them. And I was able to get in, unfortunately, with like the guy dermatologist, which I usually like to see mm-hmm. the women. But whatever. I was just like, I don't care. Like, it's not like I'm mm-hmm. getting naked. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at the yeah. thing on my back. I get there. He literally sees me for like two minutes and he's like, Oh, no, it's all good. We can take it out right now if you want. He was like, you don't need antibiotics. He was like, this is not infected. Oh, my gosh. Stop. He he goes, it's not even inflamed. I was like, why? I I literally was like, why did that guy say I need antibiotics? And granted, let me say something. The guy I saw the previous day was a PA. He is probably a book. By the book. book Totally. And you don't know how long he's been doing right. You yeah. don't know and you know what like he like he seemed like a smart guy but he is a guy who okay x he y wants z right sure. we're not looking yes. at a patient he wants to make sure we are covering every basis i understand him completely however the next day i saw a dermatologist a yes. derm who's been to school been for around six yes. plus years yes not that PAs suck but I've actually heard a lot of people message me that if you can try and get in with the doctor or the dermatologist anywhere yeah. you go like if you're an anxious person really fight not that PAs are horrible they're physicians assistants but they go to school for 2 years 100% they, yeah. that's it um PA school is 2 years but uh so I see yeah I see this guy and he was like oh yeah we could take it out today if you want and But then, like, something in my head, it was just almost like, it was more of, like, if you want. And so, I was, like, I'll call and schedule to, like, get it out. So, basic. But, like, he was, like, you don't need antibiotics. You don't need anything. I'm, like, okay. So, it's just, like, something I can leave alone again. So, I was, like, I'm going to wait, like, two weeks to see how things are going. So, I still have it and nothing's going on. And it's not leaking. Okay. Which my mom still says I should get it taken out. But, like, the thought of, like, dealing with those stitches, like, I really, like, am dreading it. Yeah, I mean, especially since she But it's co- not causing me an issue and like so I'm like, oh, well, I don't know. So like that's something I, I'm still having to deal with. So I probably need to get it taken out. I was I gonna say, like,
2: did he like that did that dermatologist say, Okay, that's fine, like just check back in with us and whatever or Um Like, like when are you gonna yeah, go back?
1: I I mean Yeah. Like he was more so like call and schedule. Right, okay. So, this like guys, all this happened very recently. Like, like a couple right, right. Ago. So, you're not, so I'm kind really of just like, see how it goes. Yeah. Part of me was just like, oh, please go away. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, I know I need to get this done. Yeah. But the other annoying part of all of this is why I was like kind of freaking out is because I just dealt with all that heart stuff, yeah. right? Well, the stuff they use to numb the local anesthesia can trigger. Like it can't, it shouldn't be used in people with certain heart arrhythmias. Oh. And so now I'm on this whole, like, can I even use this stuff? Like it has caused me so much panic because of this whole heart stuff. And oh so gosh, p- some people have messaged me great things that you can get like the local anesthesia without epinephrine. And so I guess some people, when they get that local anesthesia, their heart races. Okay. I mean that. And so you can ask for that without epinephrine. So the epinephrine helps the numbing stay longer and it's more of like, and it kicks in faster. So it's more beneficial to like the doctor and it normally doesn't bother most people. But if you're like scared or you have like a heart, like your heart's raced from local anesthesia before, then you can ask for it without epinephrine. So that's a little tip for anybody. So that's still an open book, and it's been about annoying and a stress on my mind, but at least it's not – my biggest fear was like the antibiotics. It was like, heck to the no, am I getting on two weeks of an antibiotic that's going to just really mess up all the progress I've made in healing my body? Like, I hate antibiotics. Well, <laughs> unless you need I them. I like love that. I am an advocate You're- for
2: you. Yeah. I mean, I just, like, love that you are an advocate and that you are, um, like, talking about this now because even for me, I'm thinking, like, oh, my gosh, I'll just, like, call you or, like, text you if I have any questions about
1: anything because you – Yeah, literally, if a doctor ever says anything, like, just, like, put me on speaker. Seriously. (laughs) Like, what? Everyone needs, Uh (laughs) you know, an advocate like that I,
2: um, because I do. I think – I mean, if you think about it, if you think about the healthcare field, like, Think about like what we've talked about before with even like psychiatric medications and how literally a psychiatrist or
1: I think that's where I think that's where all my advocating began is how I got so quickly thrown on that birth control that like remember I told you I saw it on the info commercials on TV that was like, if you've taken Yaz and you've yeah. had a blood clot or stroke or died, or a loved one has died, I was like, oh my gosh, like I I still think back to that and I cannot believe that that dermatologist, by the way, this was a dermatologist, prescribed me this, I'm pretty sure it was a dermatologist, yeah, for acne when I was younger, prescribed me this strong birth control and asked me no family history. They did no blood work and they asked me no family history. So I think looking back on life, I'm just like those people and then getting on like the Adderall and Vyvanse so easily- and just seeing the damage it caused me that's what made me an advocate. I don't think you just wake up one day and you know how to advocate for yourself because you think that these people are looking out for your best interest and they are. Like I said, a lot of people they care, but they are by the book. And sometimes the books aren't out for your best. 100%. Interest.
2: I mean, they're the-
1: it's not always the person, it's the oh. book. If a person has ABC, you prescribe them XYZ. That's yes. A lot of, of that is
2: Western medicine because, you know, yep. they're taught to treat a symptom, right, not to treat a whole yes. patient. Yes. And so which yes. is essentially all of the schooling that I've done and I continue to do an education for myself being a holistic practitioner, um, you know, mm-hmm. why I also encourage people to see integrative doctors and like homeopathic doctors. Because um, unfortunately, in the Western world, they treat a symptom, and when doctors see a symptom, they have a list of medications that have been shown, quote unquote, to treat them from a pharmaceutical company.
1: Um, so I w- what? I wish I, I, w- I wish I could show you guys my. I I gotta find like a like a way to get into it, like my CVS. Uh, pharmacy uh like prescriptions that have been sent to it that have never been filled like it's ridiculous the amount of like things that a doctor has said okay and i and i sometimes i don't like speak up for myself but when i leave i'm like heck no am i getting that filled do you know what i mean yeah like i'm not gonna fight with them while i'm there but like when i leave i'm like okay not getting that filled i mean my cvs thing has to be like Like, the people at CVS are probably like, how is this girl not dead? She takes none of her medicine. I mean, well, you know, they're pharmacists, so they probably know
2: way more than anyone of us knows about lots of medications. Like, my one friend friend is a pharmacist, and I always ask her, I'm like, you know about some of this stuff. Like, she, like, never takes even, like, Tylenol. And I'm like, okay.
1: I, I don't take Tylenol or Advil. I've taken maybe two in my life. I take Tylenol. Telling you, I I,
2: Tylenol. I switched from Motrin to Tylenol because Motrin, I guess, is bad for reflux or something. Um, they told me, yeah, they told me that last time that 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 type of I don't know. Obviously, you guys, I'm not a doctor. I don't know, but they told me that, so I switched to Tylenol. Um when I have like during my period I have like such bad cramps and I need some type of like pain medic pain med and so I use like Tylenol then
1: but other than that no mm-hmm. like I'll try I'll try not to I'll try not to like when I had COVID, I took one Tylenol, and it was like the it was like the worst thing that's ever happened to me in this world. Like I was so depressed. If anyone remembers watching my like COVID journey, when I had to take that one Tylenol because my body aches were so bad, I was like crying. I was more sad that I had to take the Tylenol. Like I was so upset. I was like, I can't believe I have to take. Well, this. you know, it's interesting. I am just like that. Yeah. Like
2: during COVID, like obviously everyone's symptoms for COVID, a lot of them are different. A lot of people don't have more severe. But the first time I got it, I literally – it was like I had never – I had not been that sick in a long time. And it was sort of like the flu yeah. for like 10 days. And so, um, you know, honestly, like – the, med- the medicine that I took really did help me like the NyQuil helped me sleep and that's what I needed like the sudafed it helped me feel like it really did help I mean and
0: mm-hmm. I wasn't
2: like taking it like popping it every day but I when I was like I need yeah. like I need to sleep and I need and I was also yeah. taking like um a lot of the I guess natural like vitamins that you need like zinc and like stuff like that and that helped me too but I don't think that – I think that, like, that those are the times when it's, like, really bad. I'm, like, I, I need, like yeah. – and I only took, like, a ha-
1: – your, your second time wasn't as bad. No, no, no.
2: I don't think you took no, – Yeah, I didn't even really take, like, anything. I took, like, a, a half a Sudafed. And even then I took, like, a half yeah. a NyQuil. Like, I won't take, like, the whole prescribed wow. whatever of it. I'll only do, like, you know, yeah. a half of one. Um. But like, yeah,
1: that's so crazy how they say this is soft topic, but so crazy how they say like the that new variant evades uh your like immu- evades your immunity. But like, I feel like your body kind of remembered like you're you talking about you. Like, I feel like your body kind of remembered your previous strain. And that's why because you your like sickness from the first to the second was very different. Totally. I mean, I don't know if it was the same one. That's why I'm like, well, no, it probably wasn't, but they were like, "Oh, like the the new variant can evade your immunity and basically like get almost act like you've never had it before." But I was, I like think about some of the people who have I know who have had it again, and I feel like their second time it wasn't as bad. Like I feel like their body slightly remembers.
2: One hundred percent. I even I I know a couple of people that have had it three times, and no yeah. one, and they no didn't. one I know has had it as yes. bad as the very first time they've had it. No one I know.
1: Yes, and and. Oh my gosh, I know someone who just had who got it for the second time and the only reason they knew is cuz they lost their scent, their taste. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. But their first time was very sick. So I'm like, okay, this is like kind of making me feel like a little better like as we like progress cuz I get a lot of messages on like are you like, you know, like how do you feel about everything, you know? And it, I'm like it, it's still in the back of my mind. Like I don't want it. No. You know what well, I mean? It's just like It is so hard I think to tell. I mean, so la
2: uh, Two weeks ago, um, or like three weeks ago, I was down the shore with my family, and my mom and I visited my her cousin, and so like my aunt and uncle, they're mm-hmm. older. And the day after we were there, we went back to our shore house, and um, my sister and all the kids and my brother in law, we all were there for like a day or two together. Yeah. And then my aunt texted my mom and I saying she had COVID, <laughs> and and so did my uncle, <gasps> that they both just tested positive, or he tested positive, and then she did and i was actually like not even my first in my first thought was like oh my god i hope he's okay cuz he's in his 80s and he has like some health right, issues right. and i'm like oh my god i hope he's okay they both have never had it yet and i was like <gasps> oh, but they're vaccinated you know so thank god they're totally fine yeah. they made it through it but he was really tired but my mom and i were like okay and we told him we were told my sister and we were like listen this happened i was like i've no test down here i can go to cvs and like we can test ourselves. We totally felt fine. My mom and I felt like fine. And my sister and mm-hmm. they were all just like, okay. And my brother-in-law just had it like two weeks before that or three weeks before that. And yeah. she, we were like, whatever. Like we're only here together, all of us for the next five days. So like, let's just not really go anywhere and we'll all <laughs> just be together. We're like, okay. And I still never even know maybe if I had it or not. I don't think so. I mean, I had maybe a little cough. I don't know, but it's coming to the point literally where I think people are just like, oh, yeah. you know, I'm kind of tired for a couple of days and they might
1: have it, but they don't test, you know, I it's, yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's most important, like the people who have never had it, like that first mm-hmm. strain, it seems like, like those people you're just like, oh, like, I feel so sorry that you're about to go through hell. Like,
2: <laughs> I know. you know what
1: I mean? Like my, my best friend who's uh, pregnant, Uh, she has avoided, like literally she, she avoided it even after Biden got it. I'm like, girl, you know, like you don't leave the house when the president of the United States gets COVID before you do, like, what are you doing? You need to be sent to like a scientific study. Like, how have you not gotten it? So I think I jinxed her because right after that, she gets it. And I'm like, oh, like I, I almost like just like felt for her like that first time of getting yeah. it. But I think you're totally right. I think we pass people every day who probably have it and they have I no mean, idea. There's no way. I think, I think your body, I'm convinced your body remembers in some yeah. way, shape or I form. Mean,
2: obviously, everybody, this is like. Uh, not medical uh, advice or no. anything. I'm. I, this is like this Taylor's is, conv- yes. my this convention. My are is So don't like come at us. Yeah. We're not doctors. No, no.
1: I know. Yeah, someone's going to message me and they're like, my second time yeah. was worse. What? I'm sorry. No, but I
2: will <laughs> say too, I, I know you say like the first time is worse, but I'm also convinced that there are some people that have had it and they just didn't have symptoms at all. Like yes. those people you're talking about yeah. that are like, oh my God, how have you never had it yet? I'm convinced that at some point It was in that, and they just didn't know it, or maybe they were just a little sick and they didn't test her. I mean, honestly, there's no
1: way. Yeah, it 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 also makes me feel better. Like, I can't really i i I can maybe think of one person who I know who like quote unquote hasn't Mm -hmm. had it. Do you know what I mean? Like everybody at this point, yeah, everyone I know. So I mean, that that all because I get I get messages on this all the time. Like still, like people are just like, and I don't want to like talk about it on my page because I feel like it's such a touchy sticky subject you know what I mean but I but I feel like it's it's hard for people who have health anxiety like they're still going through it like I know there's people who are are still uh I mean it's very real you know and so it's hard like with kids going back to school and like you're an anxious mom who you're you know it's you're sending your kid back to school where just everybody's living normal life and maybe you have well and
2: my like health anxiety now is like Okay. You know, I've had it a couple of times. Like what are the long term like what what happens long term with COVID? Like, do we even yeah. know any of that? Yeah. Like yeah. I still have some like soreness no. in my neck and I'm like, is that related to it? Like sometimes, you know, I I have, you know, my I say my allergies are bad, but it's not them. Like maybe I'm like, oh, maybe it's like long term COVID stuff where, you know, my throat is feeling differently today. Or maybe it's just my anxiety. I think
1: yeah. No, it, I literally think everybody it, it, it's just like, what is, like, you feel anything and you're just like, is this, you know, you just wonder. Yeah. But, but we're- I mean, we kind of have to think about like, okay, so when I was younger, I had mono. I don't know if you of have course. heard of like the correlations of like mono. Oh, to, no. to COVID? Uh, no, 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 no. To like, lo- like, like later oh, yes. health effects in life. Like they've like linked it to things and like, you know, like their viruses have always been linked, even the flu. So we have to like remind ourselves that like the long term effects like they've shown like any virus like long term can cause you know something not just COVID. So I I feel you though. I know. Well, um, it's hard. It's weird. It's just weird. Yeah, yeah. It's just can't believe we're still here. I know, I know. I know. But I'm
2: Ugh. I'm glad to hear though that that you're that you're okay. And was was one last thing because I know we're kind of like going over. Yes. When I texted you you know, about like recording or whatever. And you had said, you know, I didn't sleep last night. I'm just been really like having, was that about like your mole or was that like something else? No, that was something else. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. Talk about it.
1: Okay. No, no, no. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, but but the, i did have one more thing um i went to the dentist and was told absolutely ridiculous things about my teeth so that's a whole thing i'm dealing with now too they said i needed three crowns and i had four cavities like unreal and i was just there a year ago so it's kind of just like oh my what the gosh heck? like wait
2: that's I know. so crazy so... because my dentist told me that i think i need a root canal on my like one cuz my nerve endings on this one tooth like she couldn't even clean it Cause it hurts so much, and she's like, "Oh, you might need you have to see this person. You might need a root." I'm like, "Oh my god, I haven't even that was like a couple months ago. I still Someone, haven't called this guy." Does it hurt you at all? I mean, it's sensitive when cold water gets into it, and like I, I yeah, but like chewing and stuff is still okay. It does. It's not like it's not on the forefront yeah. of my mind every day. No, not yet. But it might be soon. It's like, yeah. oh my god. <sighs>
1: and can we just like talk about how expensive dental work is like geez, even with insurance it's kind of weird so that's what i'm saying i have i have blue cross blue shield and then like the dental of it and you get nothing covered really like you're cleaning okay you're yearly cleaning but then you have to get all this stuff done and it kind of makes you wonder because like okay when you get hurt and you have health insurance your stuff's covered like your medical stuff's covered. Why when your teeth are hurt is it not covered? Is it not necessary? You know, because it's like it makes you, don't you need wonder teeth like to is be alive, it
2: alive, basically.
1: Yeah. You can always get
2: like fake teeth to like chew. Like teeth isn't like Yeah,
1: I'm like one step away from getting yeah. dentures. So Um But no,
2: I, I have Aetna and I just just actually got that and I so far has been good. I don't know what will happen with what we're going to say, but all of this is like, yeah, it's just, it's just anxiety provoking. It really it's is. It's ridiculous. And
1: it is because they told me it was going to be like $4,000 for all this. Like, come on. Oh my God. Are you Who has that kind me? of money to just drop? That's insane. Yeah. Three crowns, three crowns, four cavities. Like what? That's insane. I'm just like. I'm just mind blown. Like I brush my teeth every single day. Granted, I so I did talk about this in my stories. I switched to a natural toothpaste uh, for a good amount of time. And they were like, you really need that fluoride. That's what my so dentist said.
2: Like, because I said I wanted like – I was like, yeah, the natural whatever. She's like, no, no, no. She's like, you need to use – yeah." So now I use something called like gum detoxify or something because my gums are sensitive. She's like, no, you need that. I'm like, oh, what? the I think I,
1: I use that one. I was one like, some the other dentist yeah. said, like Chris yeah. or something. I'm
2: like, my other dentist said, like, yeah. not to do it, whatever. And then my other dentist said not to use like Listerine because it has like alcohol in it, and there's studies about like the alcohol. And she's like, no, 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 the stuff in Listerine is good. Like, oh no, that's, that's good. They're true. good for your, no, for your don't goms use and your mouthwash. Teeth.
1: No, I'm like, Ugh. read no. on mouthwash. No one use mouthwash.
2: No. Well, she said it's act. She no. said it was actually good. She's like the thing that Listerine is actually good. Instead of using, like, I used I used, used to use mouthwash that had no alcohol in it. And then she told me to go Allison. back to that. <laughs> I'm about to become a caveman. So I'm like, who am I listening to? Like, I don't care.
1: I know, I'm like, I know. And so I posted, I posted about my teeth. And, like, I had, like, so many people, like, even dental hygienists, they were like, that's a lot. Like, you should get a second opinion. I'm like, I'm so – done with second opinions like please just like hang me up like this is why everyone's googling things because like how do we trust anyone (laughs) like what is happening and and then i'm like okay so i go get a second opinion and you know how dentists are they don't want the x-rays from another dentist they want to take their own x-rays and then that's more radiation yeah
2: you know what that's actually why i think i i I'm listening to the one I switched to now because she was all about getting yeah. all the information from my other dentist. She sat down and talked Good to me for, her. for so long about like what it was about that other place I was at. And like, it's just her and one other person in this practice. And it's so nice. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I got Ooh. referred from someone and it's like, that's the way to go, you guys. See if you can get like yeah. referrals from people you trust. And like, you know, like that's a huge thing, I think. And a lot of times those are the hardest people to get into because- you yeah. know, if you trust a doctor, there's so many that you can't that you're just like, please, I, I want to see someone who like will really tell me like what the <laughs> heck the truth. Um anyway.
1: I know I walk in, they're like, Would you like a full head uh full head x-ray again? I'm like, no, we just did that. Like, no, I'm not putting my head in that machine. <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye. Have a have a nice one. Anyway, you know what I'm yes. talking about? Like they do those individual x-rays and then they're like, let's do the full head scan. Like, I don't <laughs> know what at the dentist? <gasps> oh. There's one that like can show your. uh Do you still have uh wisdom teeth? Oh no, no, I got mine taken out. Yeah, so I, I okay. still have my wisdom okay. teeth. There's a lot of studies on that too. Like it's like a money making business. Oh, like you don't have to take them out. That you don't really. Yeah, yeah. Come on, dude. Read about it. It's what? crazy.
2: Well, everyone, become your own doctor. Just kidding. Don't <laughs> don't listen to us. But anyway, yeah. welcome to the Taylor's point- conspiracy theories. <laughs> 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 Our huge point is please advocate for yourself. And if you want to get second opinions, do it. If you, I I always say integrative doctors, homeopathic doctors. There's a lot of doctors out there in the Western world that are MDs, but they just practice integrative medicine. Yeah. And yes. that is the. I see way one. To I love go. it. And then they will actually, yes. they know. Um, they know a lot of referrals to specialists. Like if you have to see specialists, yeah. like they will know who to contact, who to trust. So that's my bottom line. But I'm glad you're good. That's my life. I'm glad you're good. Thanks for the update. We'll, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming <laughs> next time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, as always, you guys, you know, follow us on the Anxiety Chicks, Anxiety Healer, Health underscore Anxiety on TikTok and Instagram. Um, follow uh, by the book, by my book, The Anxiety Healer's Guide. By the way, I'm writing another book. I don't know if I mentioned that yet, but what we'll get to that already. It's it's with a different publisher. Oh, gosh, um, because I'm actually writing it for clinicians, I'm writing it for therapists. Um, yeah, oh, wow, really cool. We'll talk more about that later. Um, okay, but The Anxiety Healer's Guide, coping strategies and mindfulness techniques to calm the mind and body. Get that. Anywhere books are sold, Amazon. And um, what was the other thing I wanted to say? Just follow us and leave us a review, you guys. If you really like this, please leave us some reviews. We love it.
1: Leave us a good review. Like, if I get one more bad review, like, guys, my, my self esteem is really low right now. <laughs> Taylor, you guys can be honest
2: <laughs> as Taylor. much as you want, but I'm assuming that if you've If you've listened to us for 54 minutes, that you actually do like us. So write us a good review. I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure anyone who is annoyed at us and doesn't like listening to us is not still listening today to this episode. So we love you guys, and we will see you next week.
0: Seeking the truth never gets old.